Hey guys, welcome to No One Is Listening. I am your co-host, Jen, and this is... Steve. <laughs> you sound like those like Mad Lib things. Like, <laughs> um, It's been a while, huh? Um, mm-hmm. We took a little bit of a break, I guess. Have we recorded since you got married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. We, we recorded once okay. after I got back from that new Got it. And then and then I went away for a little bit and then um How long no, were you gone for exactly? Two weeks, oh which God. is longer than I think I've ever really gone away, like consecutively. Um and so we're back and we Someone are looks different. I, I'm blonder now, guys. <laughs> I'm a new person. Um and so yeah, like I think we wanted to sort of do our episode before the Emmys, right. but we just couldn't figure out our schedule, so we decided to talk about the Emmys, yeah. and so that's what um, today's episode will be. So we'll just kind of go over what happened on Sunday night. What you should think. Yes, you should definitely uh, think the things that we're thinking, what unless we're unless we're disagreeing, in which case I think you should just think <laughs> what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, so we'll go over sort of like the highlights and the highs and the lows and our favorite parts of the evening and mm-hmm. um but before we do that we should start with what we've been doing for the past month since we've taken a break no steve steve no, is like yeah, dying I, mean, I don't know why no it's, it's just so funny why i don't know you're so good at this i'm <laughs> i'm using my radio voice <laughs> this is my audition for npr <laughs> all right why don't uh you go ahead and Tell people, so you try, what you go, what you do. Yeah, so I took an epic... You guys should all follow Jen on Instagram, follow her stories. Yeah, it's J-E-N-X-G-I-R-L-08. <laughs> follow me. Actually, I'm never really doing Insta stories again because I my real life is really boring. But for, um, I've never, I, like, I kind of have used Snapchat before, but, like, I never um, did Insta stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just found it a really fun medium to like document my trip Mm -hmm. and especially because you can save the stories i was just gonna ask you yeah so uh, i have them all saved and it's just like a it's just like a video montage of like our trip um and so i was insta storying um my two weeks with my friend jane through korea and japan and um I got a lot of engagement like i didn't expect that at all like from people like so like from friends and from people that I haven't really talked to. And um, even now people are just like, oh, I really enjoyed your trip and seeing everything you were eating. Well, thank you. Um, But yeah, my real life is really boring, so I can't really be insta-storying all the time. I don't know. Or ever again. I don't don't think that's true. I like have this thing where like I need to see everyone's just so I don't oh, see Oh, I like never see it. You know I, I mean? never watch I, I don't like having the circle okay. that says like, hey, you haven't watched this. So I don't even watch. I just like go through them real quick. Most people are super boring. Don't say that. Most Some of those people might be listening to our podcast. I mean, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think they think their stuff is awesome. Unless they okay. have like delusions of grandeur. Okay. I have delusions of grandeur. I was like, I can be a vlogger. <laughs> I was like, should I buy someone a camera? To, someone just has to pay for me to travel. Oh constantly. my god! So I'm very delusional right now. But no, but yours was very entertaining. No, that's I'm, nice. I'm so glad to hear that it's so it saves on your phone or on your Instagram account, like in. No, there. You, you just have to hit like yeah. You go into your Insta stories and like just hit save story or save each video, 
Um, That's phenomenal because that changes my mind about Insta stories completely. What do you mean? I you can do that on Snapchat too. Save your own yeah. story. Yeah. What? Other people can't save your stuff. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you can save Oh, your- I super did not know that. So I'm going to create a YouTube channel and just upload my Insta stories. I think you should. Uh, yeah, no. They're like very unprofessional and... Oh, you said it's so... Um, Genuinely, that I believed. That well, I like idea. have toyed with it. I think you should. I'm gonna be a vlogger, Steve. I think you should. Um, can you not? Like, I just feel like I'm on American Idol, and like Simon Cowell is like, "You're so terrible. How have you gotten this far?" And I'm like, "Put all my friends and family tell <laughs> me that I'm a good singer. What do you mean?" Oh man. Oh, so that's what I did. What did you do, Steve? Uh, I, nothing, really. Okay. I, a lot happened. Re- like what? I don't know. Like Taylor Swift released oh, two songs. Oh, okay. Chris yeah, Pratt yeah. and Anna Ferris. I broke thought you up. meant with me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. But like, since you were like, nothing happened. I'm yeah, like, no, no. I mean, the the Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris thing that threw me for a loop. I know you and I were texting about that. Like, I texted you as soon as I found out. About that. Sad. It's super sad. Um, I think you told me there was like a Kickstarter campaign for Zach Shepard and Kristen Bell. Zach Shepard and Kristen, yeah, for right. them to like never break up. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, how does this work? How do I get my money's worth? Yeah. That. So. Um, yeah. That was that was big. The Taylor Swift stuff. Oh man. Like. I have to talk to um, your wife, but I both of her songs have grown on me. <laughs> wow. But. It's not shake it off, you know? I, I, what's the second one called? Ready the, for it or something? Ready for it. I, I do like that one. Okay. You don't like Look What You Made Me Do. I think no, it's so that's, catchy. That's a bad I song. think it's so dumb, that's but it's a, so catchy. That's a bad song. There's one part of the song. I forget what it is. When she says that she, old Taylor's dead. I love that. No, that is the worst part. Of okay. The, there's a few parts to the song. Agree that, to like, disagree. <laughs> There's like one or two parts of it that I I really like. Um, Ready for it, I just think it's like a a really cool song. My wife and I, we were, I don't want to say arguing, but we were debating whether or not she released Ready for it because people were railing on um, Look What You Made Me Do. Hmm. You know? I don't think it got the reaction she quite expected. Um, and I don't even mean like yeah. from I don't even mean from like the media because I think the that song is specifically like a, a middle finger to yeah, the media. Yeah. But I think even from like fans, Who like the lukewarm like- response it got, um, and then she released "Ready for It," which is like clearly a superior song. And I I actually I might have a higher either a higher opinion of that song or a lower opinion of Shake It Off. I'm not sure which one it is because I think it's as good. Oh, really? Because yeah. I, like, when I first <clears throat> heard Shake It Off, like, I could sing along to it. Uh-huh. Like, that's how I, that's how catchy and good that song felt to me on mm. the first listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll always, like, remember that, like, fondly. Ready for it? I, I don't know. I think it, needs to grow me more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also like if I hear it like I'll be like oh wait what song is that again and then I'll be like oh yeah that's it's not song. okay I yeah, see yeah, I yeah. see yeah cause I mean Taylor her like gift is like hooks right mm-hmm, like in mm-hmm. all her songs and Shake It Off is like a giant mm-hmm. hook you know and Ready For It it 
it has like elements of classic Taylor. Yeah. Um, interestingly, and I mean, and we can we will. I'm sure on November 10th we'll. Er, before then, if she releases like more songs, we'll devote an entire podcast. Yeah, sorry, I took like I really <laughs> wanted to know what you were up to. But, like, <laughs> I was trying to help you. Um, but I think you know, ready for it. Um, I, I like it a lot. Okay, I do like it a lot. Uh, so that's what's been up with me, just other people's <laughs> lives. You know, nothing really happened to me. Oh, okay. You know, I, I can go into See, it a little. You got more. you were turned a year older. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm. Uh, uh, I'm in my 30s now. I'm 31. You've been you know, in your 30s. I guess, technically, yeah. I don't know. It's like, whatever. I mean, it's it's fine. You know, just really low-key. Just ate some food, had some friends over. You know, still waiting on having a TV. Still don't have a TV. This is terrible. Uh, but other than that, same. And the past week, I'd say maybe. Yeah, about a week. I haven't had a phone. That's been... We, I don't know. It's cool. I, you know. But you have a phone right now. Now I do. Today. Okay. I just got it like maybe like two hours Like ago. your phone. Yes. Like, uh, not like a phone that you're like using or borrowing from someone. Well, technically someone gave it to me. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, 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 I would have yeah. given you one if I had one. If you had one. Yeah. 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 Um, so I got it like two hours ago. And it's, it's interesting because it's like, I think maybe even as recently as like a few years ago, maybe like. Three years ago, you could have been like, oh, you know, I don't need a phone. Like, I'm not going to tie myself to a machine or whatever. And that was, like, doable. Now it's, like, too many people. And I mean, like, for work-related things. You know what I mean? I'm not even talking about the emails, but, like, the texts and, like, phone calls Mm -hmm. and stuff. There's, like, just too much business to do. Especially because, like, no one has landlines anymore. Like, I don't, at my office, I realize I don't have an office phone. Mm. And at home, I don't have a landline. Okay, I have I'm, both of those things. <laughs> so maybe you could go without a phone, but I like, no, for but work. Like, I, I I keep having to borrow. So I hate having a landline at work. Uh-huh. I just don't like it when people call me. Like I'm just like, can we have a paper trail? Like just email me. Um, but then you know the landline at home. Mm-hmm. It's part of like my pack cable package, mm-hmm. and they were like, it's. It's more expensive if you cut the phone part out. So now I have it, but then, like, it's just telemarketers using that number. And I don't even know off the top of my head what my home phone number is. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, I have landlines. I just don't use them. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. So, yeah. Like, at the office, I keep having to borrow, like, my coworkers' phones to, like, make phone calls to people, you know? Maybe you should petition (laughs) for a phone. But, But, like you said, I don't want but like, and but you don't want to use your cell phone to make those calls. If I had a cell phone, I would gladly. But the past week I had oh, a right, cell right, phone, okay. so it's like now I'm saying just like now it is like impossible yeah. to even like function at work without a phone. It is impossible it's, now. Yeah. And so yeah, that was like a a really stark reminder mm. that I should that we are all tied to this device. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Completely. Um, okay. Shall we actually talk about what we were supposed to yes, talk about? Yes, let's go ahead. People are sick of us talking about ourselves now. We're going to talk about the Emmys. Um, so the Emmys were uh, two nights ago. Mm-hmm. And the 69th. The 69th annual Emmy Awards. Uh, let's go into the first thing we usually talk about with award shows. Let's talk about the hosts, right? So this year, it was hosted by Stephen Colbert. Big year for him. Mm-hmm. Great year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of, of what he did? 
Or how he did. I thought he was fine. I'm a huge fan of his. We're both huge fans. Um, but we had a problem, right? Well, I had a problem. I had a huge problem with something. But um, I think, I don't know, maybe it is the political climate that we're in, but I felt right. like it was the most political yet. Yes, I And agree. I think definitely having him be the host. Um, Sent the message. Yeah, really, really. Well, A, sent the message, but B, like, that added to the politicalness of it all. Mm, um, I thought he was fine in the opening number. I'm not usually a fan of those, like, musical yeah. numbers. Um, but he really, like, you know, as he was getting into his monologue, like, he really started hitting his groove once he started talking about the president and, like, the state of yeah. the country right now. Um, I'm really disappointed in him for yeah. for bringing Sean Spicer, who is a joke of a human being, by the way, um, because for months his job was to stand in front of people and lie, and he pretty much confirmed that that's what he was doing as as the punchline of right. the joke or yeah. the appearance that he was making. And it's to me, it's not funny. It's not funny. Yeah. Like, nobody who works for, works for and has worked for the current administration should be allowed this platform. You don't get to rehab. You don't get to, you don't do get to do this. Do it, yeah. yeah. You go crawl into your hole, think about what you've done, and don't come out. Time out. You're going to time out. Forever. Forever. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, I, I think that was, you know, extremely well said, well articulated. I don't think I have anything to add. You know, I think I feel the same way. It was a little, it was disappointing yeah. to see people who have been at the forefront of, you know, criticism of the current administration just like really helping to rehabilitate the image of, like, a guy who was, like, the mouthpiece of said administration, you know, and, like, I get it, I totally get it, like, it was funny and it was shocking, but it also was, like, kind of gross. Um, and I guess he was at the after parties, too, yeah. and, like, Kumail Nanjiani, who I really love, like, From he tweeted, it? yeah, he tweeted that, like, seeing him at the parties, like, made me sick to my stomach, and I was like, he was at the after parties, he should have marched himself home, and, like, ugh, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, other than that, <laughs> good job! Good job, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, I think he was, I think he's a great choice. Yeah. Um, I definitely think, uh, you know, it was, it was deliberate, because I remember, I think we were talking about some award show that was on CBS last year, and being like, they chose Corden over Colbert for a very specific reason, to avoid, like, talking about politics, and I think, um, politics was kind of like a through line throughout, yeah. like, the, the show, which yeah. we'll get into later. The speeches. All of it. Even the shows that won. E everything. Even, it, like, bled yes. through everything. Yes, completely. Um, so, yeah. Oh, we in... Yeah, in let's to move. breath at the same <laughs> time. Uh, why don't we, uh, why don't we talk about reflections, right? I think you and I had very different reflections mm -hmm. um, on the night. Uh, why don't you go first? What was your kind of, like, main theme or, like, reflection of the night? It seemed to me that um, the night 
there were a lot of firsts mm. happening. I didn't even realize it. And the thing is, like, I don't know, like, that's great, but at this point in time, it's sad that these are firsts. I see what you're saying. But yeah, yeah, yeah. nonetheless, their achievements. So, you know, our favorite Donald Glover, he became the first director to win an award for directing comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he won for directing an episode of Atlanta. Um, you know, like Riz Ahmed, who we also love, love um, became the first like male actor of Asian descent to win an acting Emmy, which is crazy to me, but... Um, Only two. It's 2017. Yeah. Um, Sterling K. Brown, oh, who we also love. Love um, him. So this was his second year in a row winning, because last year he won, he won for the for, People right. v. O.J. Simpson. Um, and that was his supporting role, right? Mm-hmm. He's the first black actor to win Outstanding Actor in Drama um, this this century. Wait, what? Um, he's only, like, the fourth to win ever, like, as a black person, oh. to win that um, to win that um, last, the last one was Homicide yes that was like 88 so yeah this century makes sense right yes. since 2000 yes. yeah um, and then my personal favorite um, Lena Waithe won an Emmy oh, so good. Um, she co-wrote the Thanksgiving episode of Master of None which is one of the best episodes of that season it's really um, was the first black woman to win in the category of yeah um, and like People gave her a standing O. Like, she got up on stage and they gave her a standing O. And I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) And her speech was so great because she talked about um, embracing, you know, everyone embracing all the things that make you special. And that's the superpower that you have. And she gave a shout out to, like, all of her, like, LGBTQTIA. Like, I'm mixing up all of the letters um, community. Um, And... The fun fact is the only other woman of color nominated in that category is Mindy Kaling um, oh. for co-writing an episode of The Office like back in 2010, right, which is right, ridiculous right. to yeah. me, right? Um, and then I think this may segue into maybe what you are going to talk about, but Hulu became the first streaming service to Crazy. win an outstanding drama. Crazy! Um, which I think made Netflix and Amazon cry a little bit. Oh, I think it was more um, than a little bit. Considering how much the latter two have spent on original yeah. content and how much they've been pushing for things like that. Like, Hulu comes out of nowhere. And yes, I think in recent years, Hulu has um, dedicated a lot of resources to mm. creating original content but it's never spoken about in the same breath as like the exactly. other two and um with the handmaiden's tale like it kind of did achieved something that like the other two has never have never been able to do so that was also interesting yeah i mean i think uh so handmaid's tale wins for outstanding drama series which is like the Emmy's version of, like, Best Picture, mm-hmm. right? And uh, <clears throat> there are three streaming services, right? Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. And we were talking uh, off mic before we started recording, like, oh, if you had to put the odds, right? It's, like, Netflix is number one, Amazon number two. Hulu was, like, a distant third to have... I, I love Hulu, by the way. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. not a yeah. knock yeah. against yeah. Hulu, yeah. but yeah. it's just in terms of, like, um, how, like, you said it perfectly, like, 
how much in the forefront like Amazon and especially Netflix have been about like making like prestige TV about being um, a presence at these awards yeah. at these award shows you know um, and you know Amazon I would have had first Amazon I would have had second just because you know they you had Netflix you would have had first oh I'm sorry I'm yeah. sorry yeah. Netflix first Amazon second um, and Hulu would have been a very distant and that's not a knock on them just because they don't seem to be putting in as much money in terms of like, the marketing mm-hmm. and like the camp and campaigning for this specific like, yeah. award um, and so the fa- I think there are people who are pretty pissed at Netflix and Amazon yesterday and maybe even today you know but and maybe was, even tomorrow maybe even tomorrow but you know what man like Handmaid's Tale like good for you and yes this does segue into my reflection and something that I I noticed is we are definitely in this to me seems like a very transitive year for TV I think um, you and I were talking about how like I take a look at outstanding drama series and I can't imagine anyone who's watched all these shows Right, like every episode of the current of the last season of, of all these shows, um, and I just think we're in a time where like there's just way too much to me, and I know we say that a lot, but it's you know? true. But I just like how are you even supposed to vote for this stuff now if you haven't watched so- <laughs> all these shows? You know. I do. Okay, so then like I don't know. I was kind of like railing like, against this argument, Steve, a little bit, like, pre-taping, but, like, I guess I'll do it again here uh-huh. for fun. <laughs> um, for dramatic purposes. For dramatic purposes. <laughs> I will, you know, on, on the covers, like, this is dramatization yeah. of what happened. I guess for, um, I will politely disagree with what you're saying, only because I feel like, um... I, I think it's harder for us to say that because we're not vested in a lot of the shows that were nominated, right? So let's just rattle off of the nominations. Right. So it's Better Call Saul, um, which is AMC. AMC, yeah. The Crown, which is Netflix. The Handmaid's Tale, Hulu. House of Cards, Netflix. Stranger Things, Netflix. This is us, NBC, and Westworld, HBO. Um, and they're saying, like, who has time to watch all of these things? Well... So, Stranger Things, for example, is eight episodes, mm. right? Um, I think The Crown is also, like, something along Probably those like lines. Ten. The House of Cards, I think, same. Like, the only show... Actually, I don't know about Better Call Saul, but, like, the only show that... Better Call Saul's at most 13, at most. Well, traditional network television, the only nomination is This Is Us, and that's, like, I think it's a full season of, like, 20 episodes or so. But, like, if you're thinking back to, like, maybe, like, 10 years ago when all of the nominations were traditional network TV shows, they were all, like, 20 to 25 episodes each. So, like, your argument, like, they have even more to watch back then. But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if people are actually, like, watching all of these shows. I think... I think a lot of the times with these things, like, you go with the trend, you go with what people are talking about, and, like, you put in a little bit of time to check out a couple of the episodes, but, like, I don't know, yeah, I don't know how many of the Academy members, like, sit there and, like, have literally watched, like, every single episode of every single show that's been nominated. Yeah, no, that, that you know, that that's a great point. It's easier to knock the, or binge watch nowadays, because the season's 
especially for things that are on streaming platforms, are a lot shorter. Yeah, I think you know, there's a few things. You know, one is that like, yes, like there are fewer episodes now than there were back then, and that is something I'm supremely thankful for. Yeah, right, because it makes the seasons better. I think like the eight to ten, no, eight to thirteen is like the perfect range. Anything more than that. And you have to like fill hours. Anything less than that, and you get this past season of Game of Thrones, which was like really bad because they had to cram so much stuff into a short amount of. Did you not episodes. like this season? No, oh, okay. I did not. I okay. did not. Um, and so I think with outstanding drama series, I hear what you're saying, but the other side is also like, and we're talking about. I was talking about this. Like, my rebuttal is kind of like... My counter is that uh, all these shows are, I feel like, are equally deserving, except for maybe Westworld, right? Westworld, I just thought, was, like, bad, right? But not, but people love Westworld, no? I think some people love Westworld, and the people that love Westworld have a side investment via Reddit. Okay. Know? Um... And so I think all these shows are equally deserving, but they're, I think if you go, there's no uh, nominee that is head above shoulders above the rest. There's no Breaking Bad. There's no more Mad Men. I think, um, you know, back in the day, it was like a lot of people watched the Emmys and were like, oh, this is, so I'm going to start watching this show, right? With Outstanding Drunk, I feel like we have one, two, three, four, five, six, six. B pluses as opposed to like back in the day where we had like yeah there might have been this many nominees but like you knew that like it was either going to one of two or three shows you know and so I think the climate has changed where like there's so many equally deserving shows now like there are eight at any given time especially because some of the comedies now are like just as good as some of the dramas where you have maybe around a dozen like really great shows anywhere that are from like anywhere from like a B plus like an A minus as opposed to a few years ago where like there was only you know four or five shows like everyone needed to watch it's of a certain like demographic if you were like engaging with TV in a very specific way and I think another thing is you're right it is easier like binge watch shows but then like TV used to be on a schedule. Mm-hmm. You used to be able to... It's like, if you watch TV from, like, 8 p.m. to, like, 11 p.m. on Mondays through Fridays, um, you didn't have to go outside that block of time yeah. to be able to be like, yeah, I watch everything, you know? Um, especially since there were only so many channels. But now there, I mean, there's so many channels that have, like, nominees on these lists. So, I mean, it's like a... It's a give and take, you know, like I'm not necessarily pining for like the old days. I'm just noticing that, man, there's like, I, and I know we say this like all the time. So we sound like a broken record, but there's so much TV to watch. Yeah, there you know? are. But then I feel like it also opens up this, um, and believe me, like I, sometimes I'm just like, I can't die yet because I have <laughs> still ha- haven't watched, you know, like all of the crown and I I need to live until at least 150 because that's how much TV I have to watch yeah but it's like you know it's like 
I guess it's like not the worst problem to have. But I also like the fact that like there is no Breaking Bad or the Sopranos or the Mad Men's that are like dominant. There's no veep of. Do you know what I mean? And I will be railing against that, but like, or the Modern Family, which won for so many years, and it was just like that's not. That's a great counter. And it's not not fun to watch an award show. So like even with the Oscars, it's not really fun to watch when there are clear cut, clear like front runners because you know what's going to happen and then there's no like excitement around it. And it's kind of the same. Like I really appreciated this category because I didn't know who was going to win. Mm. I assumed that The Handmaid's Tale was going to win, but I thought Westworld could also win and Stranger Things. And so like for me, it's a little bit like that's part of like the fun part of watching something like this versus like, I'm sorry, I don't want Julia Louis-Dreyfus to win six times in a row. And I don't care that she like broke some kind of record or tied some kind of record. Um, I don't want Beep to keep winning. And actually, Beep is fine. If it was Modern Family, I was texting Steve. I was like, I will boycott the Emmys. I will literally never watch the Emmys again if Modern Family wins again. And, like, everyone who works on Modern Family, I'm sure, are, like, nice, hardworking people. But, like, when you're... They're all talented. But, like, when you have so much good TV, like, can we just, like, spread out the, you know, the rewards a little bit more? Can we recognize everyone? Yeah. Or people other than yeah no you know what that's a great segue into our next segment right because you don't agree because i don't agree with some not no no, i agree with the points you're making but the uh the person the person yeah no and like i i think julia louis dreyfus is so talented and there's literally nobody who does not think that she's talented i just like it's just Really, really annoying is not the word. I just, it's tiring to have her name be read again. And I read you because you were like, well, if she didn't win, then like, who would you have wanted to win? And I literally named like four other people. So, Right, and know. she's also one of those people who like reads her speeches. <laughs> I'm just like I don't like when people like. If she open was up a, a better, if she was better at no, giving. No, but she's speech. so funny and like, like even when she reads her speeches, like they're like they're entertaining and they're fun. But like, it's a shtick. She gets out her glasses. She like gets out her like wow. written thing, and I'm just like I'm tired of. So it. you hate Julia Louis Dreyfus? That's the <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, moral. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I love her. I love her. <laughs> Um, you know, let's go into our next segment, which is uh, good stuff and bad stuff, okay. right? Um, so you have Veep and Julia Louis-Dreyfus winning as bad stuff. No, not bad. I just didn't love it. <laughs> I didn't love it. And I am like, a, I think I'm two seasons behind on Veep. Uh-huh. So um, so I'm not sure like if this season was like outstanding and like I'm just being like, you know, mean about it but um come on Steve like really like there are Atlanta could have won and we would have been yeah, happy no I mean Master if one could have won and I would have been ha- I don't know if you would have been happy I would have been happy so I don't know you know 
No, I hear you. I totally like hear you. It won, I think it won like three years in a row. It's like becoming yeah. the new Modern Family. I would say um, the problem with Modern Family having won so many times, I didn't have a problem with it as repeat winners. I just had a problem that like people clearly weren't watching other things, mm. you know? Um, so I'm, I think you, you make a good enough point where no, I'm I, not here to change your mind. Well, I think I know you're not here to, but I think you have. No, don't at, be at that least way. With, no, at least with V. Now that I think about it, not yeah. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. Um, I think her she could win forever, and I'd be fine with it. But yeah, V winning I is actually. <laughs> yeah, I would not. But I think V winning actually, you make a good point because like Atlanta, I think deserved to win. Um, that's not stuff that I know we both agree on for good stuff. Uh, Sterling K Brown. Yes, except they let. They okay. tried to play him off. Yeah, so you know that old joke in Hollywood that comes up over and over again is that like movie stars and movies are like like class A. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it kind of was true this year because Nicole Kidman talked for three minutes and there were no signs. They would never play they off Nicole They would never Kidman. play off Nicole Kidman. And Freaking Sterling K. Brown starts talking, and like a minute into it, he was like, "Don't play me off," and they totally played him off, and they shut off his mic, so he couldn't even like um, talk going. over the orchestra. Um, but yes, him winning was fantastic. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Do you watch This Is Us? Uh, no. Oh, okay, he's really he's the best part of that show. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not surprising. Mm-hmm. He's insanely talented. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. Uh, that he won. Um, also, uh, I posted this on Facebook, right? Like, we're living in the future right now. Uh, I can't believe we have two rappers who won Emmys. Uh, Donald Glover and Riz Ahmed. Can you tell me their rap names? Uh, Childish Gambino. I don't know what Riz is. is. Uh, you know it, right? I think it's Riz MC. I think you're right. He's part that, of, like, the Sweatshop Boys. It's him and another dude, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Glover, Riz Ahmed. I, I could not be So happy. I think it's kind of crazy because in the category that um, that Riz Ahmed was in, which is, like, Outstanding Actor in, like, a limited series or whatever, mm-hmm. he was up against, like, Robert De Niro. I mean, he was up against really heavy hitters. Uh, let me look I'm up. pretty sure Robert De Niro only came to the Emmys because he assumed that he was going to yeah. win. And you know what? Like, people just assume, like, yes, movie stars assume that they're going to win, not because they're arrogant, but because, like, people, like, they normally do, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so he, here are the nominees, right? It was John Turturro for The Night Of, Jeffrey Rush for Genius, Ewan McGregor for Fargo, Robert De Niro for The Wizard of Lies, Benedict Cumberbatch for Sherlock, and then Riz Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Literally all of them are movie stars. John mm-hmm. Turturro, maybe, like, not anymore, but yeah, he has been in movies. I honestly, like, if I had to, like, pick someone, like, I was more, I think, into John Turturro's performance in the night of than Riz Ahmed's. Um, but I'm super happy he won. Right, right, my right, boyfriend. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, th- I was shocked because I thought he was the most deserving, or at least the top two, right? Yeah. He was one of the two most deserving people, but I mean, I, I was shocked. I did not think he was actually gonna win. And so when he did, man, man, it felt so good. It, it was just, it felt real good. And, um, Donald Glover, 
Oh, man. Winning twice. That and for directing. Yeah. Right? Um, man, I'm, I'm just so hyped. I just, and to your point, like, yeah, it only took us until like 2017, but you know what, man, better late than never. Better late than never. For what part? Just like, you know, uh, recognizing, um, performers of like color. Mm. You know what I mean? So that was also, but then, you know what, like, uh... So the Emmys this year, I felt like really laid on the whole like patting yeah, itself on the back oh, and man, like that's oh a good we point. That's we, a really we are good so point. diverse now and I was like f that f you so yeah you're gonna talk about diversity like you're just talking about black and white right because um, minus Riz Ahmed like where are the Asian actors where are the Hispanic actors like we're not talking about diversity here and also if we're gonna talk about that. The Emmys were on CBS. Like, CBS is... Like, all of the shows that are on CBS are Great. led by white males, including... Chuck Lorre. It's just Chuck Lorre. Yeah. Right. Um, including freaking... Like, I don't know why they keep making shows with Kevin James, because it's literally the same show. <laughs> like, Kevin Can Wait is literally the same show as the King of Queens or whatever show yeah. he was on. Um... And, like, they don't have any shows with female leads. So, like, it's just, like, so ironic to me that, like, the Emmys were on CBS this this yeah. year. And, like, they they just kept talking about diversity. And I was like, talk to me later, brah. Like, you... No. I mean, that's, that's a great point, right? No. Um, like, I'm happy for Donald Glover and Riz Ahmed that one. But, yeah, it's like... it. Th- there's an underdog feeling because they're literally one. Yeah. You know, there's the only... But I think... And we haven't talked about Big Little Lies yet, but, like, Big Little Lies winning so many awards, and, like, that's a very... That's a female-driven show. Um, So I guess we can say, like, you know, at least women were represented and women um, came and conquered and won. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, my thing is, like, if this... If this is... It, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, we've learned nothing. Yeah, you know. But if this is the start of something, then it's like, okay, like I'll take that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I mean, again, only time will tell. Okay. Only time will tell. Um, what else did I have on here that I like? Oh, Elizabeth Moss winning for Handmaid's Tale. Um, I think she is on the pantheon uh, in the Hall of Fame of TV. Actor. She's never won an Emmy before. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And she's been on... You could make an argument that this is her third best performance. Mm-hmm. You know? Behind Mad Men and Top of the Lake. Mm-hmm. You know, you could make an... I, I wouldn't make that argument, but you could make that argument. Um, and so the fact that this is her first Emmy win, not like preposterous, but like, man, like, good for you. You know? Um, I, I really... It's like her... No, nah, you know what? I can't do this now. But she would be on my list of like the four or five greatest TV actors of all time. Yeah, I just think that her performances are like so good and so iconic. She's so like natural. Yeah. Um, I f- feel like Fred Armisen was at the Emmys, and I wonder how like awkward that was because you know they used to be married for like a hot second. Uh, I um, super did not know that. Yeah. When was you, this? You didn't know that they were married. Yeah, no. they were married. Um, for like literally a hot second um but like um, who's there for portlandia right mm-hmm um but like she's like 
she's been like, oh, he's like not normal. <laughs> and like, I think he's admitted that he's like not normal. But um, yeah, he's, she's literally called their marriage like traumatic, which is like crazy. Um, but I kind of um, can't get over the fact that like she's a Scientologist. And like, it, like, I shouldn't, but it colors my like perception of her a little bit. It's, it's hard for it not to, it's, especially, it's, especially after yeah. the. Who's, what's her name? From Leah Remini. I love her. Yeah. And I watched that show, the Scientology show. Is it crazy? Yeah. Yeah, you should watch it. It's, if you're into Scientology, like, I'm, it's so I'm good. I'm super into, like, the deconstruction yeah. of Scientology. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll give it, I'll give it a go. You think, do you know what I get? The Scientology show? Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. If you're into Scientology. Right, right, right. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay, so Elizabeth Moss. Uh, oh, did you watch San Junipero, the episode of no. Black Mirror? No. Okay, so but it, I heard it's awesome. It won for TV movie, and I was very ecstatic. Good. About that. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, yes. So, Master of None for writing. Yes. Like you'd mentioned. Um, I thought it was really interesting that John Oliver won. Why? Because it's once a week. And they made fun of him. Oh, did they? Did you not see that bit after? No. So, like, Jimmy Kimmel and, like, Stephen Colbert uh-huh. are drinking after, like, that category. Yeah. And um, it's clear that they're, like, pretending to be bitter. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, what's in your drink? It's, like, bitters. Or, like, whatever. And so they're like, what is this cocktail called? And it's like, oh, it's called the late night or whatever. And Stephen Colbert literally says, like... Apparently, it's so good, high quality, that they can only make it once a week. <laughs> um, but I, th- I mean, I, I think his show is so fantastic. It's, it's great. And the amount of research and, like, what they do, like... You couldn't do it You nightly. couldn't do that in the... Yeah. Um, I love, I love John Oliver. Like, I love when he's on stage. I love when he's talking. I loved when he thanked Oprah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's great. Uh, so I have it on my list of good. I just thought it was interesting, you know, because it is just, like, a weekly show as opposed to, like, a nightly one, which is, like, typically, mm. you know... Well, um, Full Frontal with Samantha Bee was nominated, and that's also a weekly show. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, let's see. I, that's all that I have for, for good stuff. Um, do you have bad stuff? I do have bad stuff. Um, let's get into Alec Baldwin okay. a little bit. How did you feel about him winning? Um, I thought it was a little bit unfair that he was nominated in the category. Oh, super unfair. In the category that he was nominated in. Um, I think he was like, what, like supporting actor in comedy series or something? It was... Outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series. That's crazy. Um, given that he's, you know, we talked about this, he's not a cast member. Not even the cast. He wasn't on every episode of SNL this season. And Melissa McCarthy, for playing Sean Spicer, literally won, um, like... The guest, Guest right? appearance in a comedy series. And so then, like, what is the difference between her appearance and his appearance that catapults him into yes, exactly, you know? yeah. um what are your thoughts yeah i mean not too different i just like you can't he how is he nominated for supporting actor like i don't understand that and it, it like my thing is um it's the exact opposite of what we're talking about with drama series where like oh um 
no Breaking Bad, no Mad Men, no Game of Thrones. Even though, even if Game of Thrones were nominated this season, it would have been just as flawed, if not more, than the other shows that were nominated. But it's like it gives um, like other shows, other performers. Uh, an opportunity to like show out mm. you know and like Alec Baldwin being nominated for this is really like a shame for like the other so you don't think he deserves it no I don't okay. think so okay. I super don't and I'm not a huge fan of him in general like as a, oh really yeah I don't know um well, that's interesting yeah um anyone else winning I would have been like cool with nah except- are you Ty Burrell? I'm assuming. Yeah, and I love Ty Burrell, and I think his character is the best part of that show. But yeah, you're we're good. Yeah. We okay, so the, other yeah. than Alec Baldwin, Ty Burrell would have been fine with anyone else yeah. winning, you know. And so I don't know. That was a little disappointing to me. Um, but yes, he's riding the SNL wave. So Saturday Night Live pretty much cleaned up. Yeah. This year, and for a show that's over forty years old, and a first show that constantly for most of its um history people are like it's going downhill it's over yeah that's true um you know should really be thinking what's happened right now (laughs) um for its resurgence because and i think historically they do really really well in election years but i think this is also an election year unlike anything we've ever seen before and so i mean it's an administration an administration that is just off the rails um and so they really benefited from that um like on sunday night too yeah i mean i think it's like we said like politics were so um were so involved mm-hmm. in like the Emmys this year. Mm-hmm. Not even if it wasn't like over, you yeah. know, it was like it even affected like you know the like we said like Alec Baldwin, like who won, who didn't, and who was nominated. You know, it's it was just so apparent that yeah. uh, it was such a theme throughout the evening. So yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of that uh, to say the least. Uh, the other one is uh, Alexander Skarsgård mm-hmm. winning for outstanding supporting actor in a limited series or movie mm, I'm a you know I love I love Big Little Lies yeah I love it yeah uh, he was just alright so who did you um Bill Camp the night of you know Detective Box I think okay. that would have been nice but honestly if it was Michael K. Williams um any almost anyone but him um I, I like. um I haven't like finished Big Little Lies yet but um I thought his, I because like he just seems like this like really really good looking like, just like a cool person. Uh-huh. But like his speech made him sound so dorky. He was like, "Thanks for making me part of like, thanks girls <laughs> for making me feel like I was one. I love my mom. Thanks for giving birth to me." Like he yeah, just yeah, was. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, you're a dork. Like it's so cute." Um, people were really really like. Um, all hot and bothered that him and Nicole Kidman like kiss on the lips. Did you did you see this? They're bothered by it. They were just like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Like, cause her husband was right there, and like it wasn't like a peck on the cheeks. It was like a peck on the lips. I feel, but it was just a peck. It was not like yeah. they were like making out. Well, not only that, but I feel like I've seen on award shows, especially the Emmys, mm-hmm. where like the actors that play husband and wife, yeah, because they do it so often on yeah, TV, they like. Just, 
I, yeah, I, I, I swear, like, I've seen that. Like, I could have sworn that, like, Tim Allen, when he won for, like, Home Improvement. Like, 20 years ago? I don't know why it's sticking out to me. Yeah. But I remember seeing that and being like, oh, I guess, like, that's not a big deal for people who play husband and wife. Interesting. On TV, you know? So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't Okay. I'm like whatever. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's all. Uh, do you have anything else? Any other complaints? <laughs> I'm not complaining. I promise. Or not complaints, but like uh, negative reflections. No. Um. I think a lot. So, I think we talked enough about this, but um, I think Netflix going home pretty much empty-handed. Um, and I just I don't know why that makes me happy. and I just finished Stranger Things and I kind of wanted to see Millie Bobby Brown win because I she's did. the best part of that show. Um, she's but the that, best. But that lady and Dad who I didn't know who she was. She was so endearing, <laughs> and you could tell like she was so like moved by like her um, her winning, like you know, being yeah. up there. Um, that all is fine. Yeah. So are you are you psyched for season two? Of mm-hmm. Stranger Things? I am. Yeah. Great. We'll uh, actually watch it on time and we can talk about it in a timely manner. Uh, I love it. Okay. Um, all right. I think that's all that we have for now. Did you want to do obsessions? I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back with our obsessions of the episode. Uh, and we're back. Okay, so let's uh, just get right into the obsessions of the episode. Uh, we'll do mine first, real quick. Uh, so mine is, uh, I forgot like how long or when exactly I watched this movie, but um, Spider-Man Homecoming. So I watched that, and um, it, it, this is going to sound weird, but it elicited like the same feelings as when I watched um, Hidden Figures. Because wow. it was so delightful. It was so great. I loved it. Um, I I don't think it was, like, the best Spider-Man movie, but it was definitely, like, the most fun. And it was... It, it didn't take itself too seriously. Um, I feel like comic movies, especially, like, superhero movies, man, they just take themselves so seriously nowadays. Yes. Um, and it can be... I don't uh, like it. Because it's, like, it should... Like, the whole idea of the superhero is it's a fun alternate universe yes. i don't want the freaking ben affleck batman like yeah. the I don't darkness need, yeah. i don't need to, to see like illusions didn't you describe that i didn't watch it but didn't you describe this spider-man movie like i would like it because it's like basically like a young adult movie it's a it's a ya film about it's like a high school com it's like a john hughes comedy mm-hmm Except the main character is also Spider-Man. And it's it's so enjoyable. Yeah. It's thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, I watched it with my wife, and she dislikes a lot of the movies that I like. And this one, she... And there were parts where she was crying. I hadn't seen her laugh like that. Okay. You know? I did not know that. Yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was a delight. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, this also leads me to a future Obsession of the episode, which I'll be talking about at a later time, but I signed up for MoviePass. Yes, I 
I signed back. You did? Okay, so you but did But I, I didn't get my thingy. Yeah, I think it'll take a while okay. just because it's been back ordered. I just want to know how it works. So do you, do do we just go to the movie theater with this? We'll take this offline. Okay. And, and then bring it back another okay. time. Yeah, okay? I but, think we should talk about our experiences with the movie pass. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Spider-Man, great. Cannot wait to use movie pass. I think watching Spider-Man got me excited about like movies okay again oh that's so nice um and so i was like i'm getting movie pass okay after that wow movie pass oh spider-man ten dollars a month (laughs) what's uh what's your obsession um my obsession because i'm a geek um are two podcasts that i listen to every morning as i'm getting ready for work Mm -hmm. monday through friday how long are they um, so the first one is NPR's Up First, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's kind of like they take you through um, a couple of key stories that you need to know to start your day. It's about like those episodes average about ten to eleven minutes. Oh wow! So that's it. Like, oh, that's, and if you listen phenomenal. to it on like one point five speed, like I do, it's even less than that. Wow! Um, and so that really just they pick like three stories, and it goes. Um, down the line um, and it's all like NPR reporters and mm-hmm. you know NPR resources um, the second similar type podcast which happens to be more of my favorite it's called The Daily and it's a New York Times podcast and it's um, it's 20 minutes a day so Monday mm-hmm. through Friday 20 minutes it's hosted by this um, New York Times journalist named Michael Barbaro who like I love I honestly love like humanistic like People who are good at interviewing and people who have that, like you can tell that they care about their subjects. And so he's one of them. And so the advantage of the daily is that for the 20 minutes, they they don't go through all of the news topics that you need to know for the day, but they, um, they delve into a topic that's like really, really timely. Mm -hmm. So actually one of my favorite episodes, um, first, I don't know. I just really, really like this episode. It was back in August when Charlottesville um, was happening. So basically, um, like in 2012, like just some random woman, she might have been a professor. She just asked the city, like, would consider, should consider removing a statue of a Confederate, like Confederate general in the local park. And that question set off a chain of events that led to, and so they interview her and like the consequences of her just like raising that question. But it's that, like, drilled down bird's eye view of like let's not talk about the news events of how many people have been injured and what actually went down in Charlottesville but let's go back and talk to the person who set off this chain reaction um the stories that they did like when hurricane like Harvey was hit and they were just interviewing like like specific families who were like debating whether they should leave their home homes or not like it's just really fascinating and it's like a deeper dive into like the stories that you are familiar with but a more person at a more personal level like i love the daily and again if you listen to it at 1.5 speed (laughs) it's less than 20 minutes so those two like i have to listen to and actually when i was in korea like my friend jane would make fun of me or like she would be like okay (laughs) like that's really funny that you do that like I would listen like I would download and listen to it just so I can like know what was happening and that was the only news that I was getting because like I was like no F this like I'm on vacation Uh, but I did listen to those two episodes like two podcasts religiously so 
Up First by NPR and The Daily by The New York Times. All right, check out Up First and and The Daily. Uh, and if you are, if you're gonna watch more than one movie a month, please give Movie Pass. Do look. you work for them? No, no. But I think it'd be nice if people wanted to, you know, if like because we talk about movies so much and they're like, oh, I don't. I don't have the time or maybe like the it's like so expensive to like yeah. watch all those movies then think about doing it for 10 bucks a month and then you can follow along with us you know even more than you already do um so remember to like subscribe review on itunes on uh, soundcloud um and anywhere else you get this podcast and uh, until next time we'll talk to you guys later so uh bye you want to say bye bye guys